Welcome to episode 9 of HearthCast. This is Root, the Gnome Warlock, who is currently without any talent in the game, but does have an awesome new high-end microphone setup for the podcast. And this is Freckleface, your gnome rogue, who is exalted in Azeroth, Outland, and Northrend. This is our special patch note review podcast. With 3.1 going live, we're going to go down the list of what we consider to be important game-changing patch notes. We're not going to go over each and every patch note, as I'm sure there are other podcasts out there who are going to spend hours on nine pages of their patch note notes, dissecting each and every detail about them. But not us, no. We know you have better things to do with your time, so we're just going to highlight the changes that we feel you should be aware of. In the general category... Due to significant talent tree revisions, all players will have their talent points reimbursed. Several new spells and abilities have been added for select classes. Players will need to visit their class trainer to learn new spells. One of my pet peeves, uh, Freckleface, is when they do this, when Blizzard refunds all your talent points and gives you that free little respec, they don't bother to tell you about it before you run into combat. So it's one of those things where if you're not paying attention... You end up going to combat and trying to hit your whatever macro you've made or a uh, hot button that you've made for whatever spell you're going to do, and, and it ain't there anymore. That is so true. And, you know, the first day that I logged in, I went into Wintergrass, and there was about five or six different people who said, oh, no, I don't have any talents. <laughs> you know, with everything they do, they could just a little pop-up. That's all I'm asking for. Something come up and go, by the way, you should go visit your trainers so you can get respect. It would be really nice to have. Now, I know it says it in the little yellow text when you first log into the game, but you know what? Some people just don't pay attention to that. There needs to be something that just lets you know, hey, don't be a noob. Go respect. It would be real nice for them to do that. It would be. Also, the Argent Tournament is in Ice Crown. Nice. Now, when you go there, it starts you out with some kind of practice quest, and then it moves you on to some dailies that give you these tokens. And you can't actually pick a city to champion until you have 15 of these tokens. So you do have to do the dailies for a couple of days. Um, one thing that I kind of noticed was that it had mentioned... Mounted Combat, and apparently their version of Mounted Combat is Vehicle Combat. Right. It's then you are on a horse, but it functions with its special functions. You're not doing your own little moves on your own mount like we would have thought. Now, according to WowWiki, right now we are, as players, we're helping to construct the Coliseum, which will be released in a future patch. But, you know, it's it's still interesting. It's fun. Go check it out. It's Northeast Ice Crown. All ground mounts may now swim without dismounting the rider. Flying mounts may still not. And will dismount the rider upon entering the water. I was so happy for this. You know, I've I've gone back to marshes, dust while the marsh, just to ride around. Because, you know what, i just so tired of trying to time that jump just right so I wouldn't get dismounted off my mount when I walked across a little creek or something. Exactly. So I'm really happy that is in there. Yeah, and you do you are at swim speed, so you do slow way down, but you don't have to swim across and then cast your mount again. Right. You know, even slowing down to the swim speed is better than having to get out, stop, hold still while you remount. Because I don't know how many times that I was running around in in, uh, in Burning Crusade, uh, I'm running around and I'm getting attacked by uh, some warp creature. Because I was trying to get away from him, and as soon as I got across the river, oh, now I have to remount, and now he come back and attack me because he could swim. So, I'm I'm glad that that is in the game. That's that's very good for me. Players level forty and higher will now be able to visit their trainer to pay a one-time fee, thousand gold, and access a dual talent specialization feature. Now, it might seem like a lot, you know, we've talked about this before, um, but for going back and forth between PvP and PVE. Um, and whatnot, for paying for not having to go back to the capital city, visit the trainer, you know, put in your points, um, and whatnot. It's, it's, um, it's kind of, it seems like a little hefty amount there, but I think it'd be worth it for a good amount of people. And see, I think it's the perfect amount, um, because what you're going to get here is you're not going to have a newbie character who just hit 40 and go, oh goody, now I can respec and have two, two dual specs here. 
you're not going to get that. What you're going to have is either somebody who is already in-game, go back and do it, or someone who is in-game and playing an alt who hits 40, who knows what they're doing, who has an idea of how the game is played, and knows that what they can benefit their character by dual specking. So you're not going to have someone who dual specs just because that that is available to them, and now they don't know what they're doing. Now they got two two specs, and they still don't know how to play the character. So I think this is a good move by Blizzard to put that in there, put that that thousand gold in there, because in end game a thousand gold is not really a whole lot of money. It's it's easily made. So I think it's a good thing. The achievement Brew of the Year has been removed. From the Brewmaster Meta Achievement, the Achievement Beer of the Month has been added in its place. Now, Freckleface, this is not something I've ever done. However, um, and I, I stayed away from it because it was Brew of the Year. Uh, I saw the guys, I started looking into it, and I'm like, you know what? That's yeah, an awful lot to do. But I think now that it's this Brew of the Month thing, that might be something that's, that piques my interest and the interest of a lot of other casual players out there. Well, you know, as far as I can see, that's something that we can't really take advantage of until... October, so, yeah, is what it is, right? It is what it is, absolutely. All right, now Noble Garden has been redesigned into a week-long holiday with new items, quests, and more. Various achievements have been added, including the meta achievement Noble Gardener, which is now required for the meta achievement What a Long, Strange Trip It's Been. Like that achievement wasn't hard enough already, <laughs> now they added another holiday to it. Now, Noble Garden was one of those things, I mean, I've been playing WoW for... Um, this is my third year and I, I love the little, little fun holidays like that. And I've always missed Noble Garden because they never have anyone in the cities telling you, um, there's no decorations. You just have to know that it's there. Um, but now that's going to be completely changed. It's going to be this big holiday that's going to, um, require you to plant eggs. I don't know what all is involved with it. Um, but tuxedos be in demand because there's an achievement for that for kissing someone who's wearing a dress when you're wearing a tuxedo um so keep that in mind if you're a tailor oh that is very nice i'll uh, i didn't know that part about the tuxedo so i think uh, i think that's really good uh applying a glyph no longer requires a lexicon of power uh, the same rules for switching between dual talent specializations now apply to switching glyphs and cannot be formed be performed while in combat battlegrounds except when preparation is up or arenas without any exceptions this is good for me because this is something where i really think that blizzard and it, a lot of this patch notes is going to come out where i feel blizzard is starting to focus on the end game and the the faster play and the faster the less amount of time the user needs uh, because one of the worst things you can do is be in you know in a in an end game raid and you know you have a couple glyphs available to you and gee, it'd be really nice if, as a warlock, if I had given a glyph to make my imp ten percent better, and I could be like, "Well, yeah, I got that in my bank. Well, now I got to go out. I got to find out that's the kind of power. I got to do. You know, it just takes too long. So now, if I've got it, I can apply it. Bam, I'm good to go. So this is a good thing for me, and I think overall, based on the change of gameplay and the change of the dynamics during a during an instance or a raid, so I think it's a good thing not to have to leave and go find out that's the kind of power. In arenas, they're adding in enemy unit frames. Um, it's a feature that's only available in arenas. It has several options and interface options. Um, and again, you know, the last time we logged in, the arena season was over, so we haven't got a chance to see how that works, but that will definitely be interesting to check out. Right, and I think that's, a lot of that's going to do is going to replace some of the add-ons out there that were giving people information about the uh, the enemy unit that they that they were fighting against. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of information Blizzard is going to provide directly to us on that. In Battlegrounds, players will now be able to queue for Battlegrounds from any location. And leaving the Battleground will return you to the location from whence you entered. We talked about this a while back uh, when some of our patch notes were just coming around. And about how Ghetto Hearthing was going to be relatively eliminated from the game. Now I'm sure there's still some other ways out there that people are going to Ghetto Hearth, but... The whole queuing up, getting into Battleground, AFK, going to the city is now gone bye-bye. Wherever you've queued up from is where you're going to go back to. Uh, I think Blizzard just got tired of people doing that. And they're, you know, they're trying, yes, they're trying to make Battlegrounds more attractive, letting people queue up from wherever they're at. And they don't want people to take advantage of that, so they're getting rid, rid of the whole ghetto hearth thing on that. All right. In Wintergrass, there's a few updates. Um 
most notable, I think, is the daily quest to kill ten of the other, kill twenty of the other faction has been reduced to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you can also kill the NPCs, which are, I believe, level seventy-six elites. Right, and those count towards uh, your quests as well, your daily. Exactly. So, makes it a little bit easier to complete. Which, again, if you've been killing twenty people all along, you might kind of. QQ about that, like, oh, it's so easy for people now. But, you know. You know, but this is, at least, this isn't something that people got really used to doing. Because, you know, Lake Wintergrass hasn't been there for all that too long. That's true. So it's not like people got used to doing that whole thing. So, you know, it's okay. It, it makes it a little easier. Again, as we said before, I think Blizzard is is, is concentrating the amount of time uh, that it takes people to do things. Uh, the Siege engines now have steam prices of resource type. It used to have energy to replace that. Now it's it's steam. Um, and they have the steam ability, uh, the steam rush ability from Olduar, so you can get speed up a little bit. The southern siege factories can now be captured. And one of the things that I that I like, and it just it's uh, I'm not sure if they got it right on this one or not, the time between battles will be saved should a realm shut down that the time between battles will be saved if a realm shuts down. It used to happen that if uh, the realm shut down, then you know, you're know you lost, you got to wait around. Now, here's the thing. If Wintergrass is active when a realm shuts down, the game will restart from the beginning when the realm is once again live. So it really doesn't save the time like they say it does. All it does is save the fact that the instance was on. So it stay it saves the state, but not the current time in it. So if you're on there, you're doing Wintergrass, the server shuts down. When you get back on, Wintergrass was still going on, but it's going to roll back until the the time sequence that it started. So you'll still get your full time on there. Moving on to some of the general races, the gift of the Naru. Um, the healing has been changed to an instant cast heal over time. Now I don't know if you played a Draenei before. They have this. I think it's about three seconds to cast. And it's always a little bit annoying whenever you have a healing that you have to take time to cast, especially when you're playing a class that it doesn't normally heal. Mm. Um, that you have to take that time. Thing it kind of defeats the purpose because um, you're kind of using that as a backup rather than planning ahead. So now it's going to be an instant cast, and it heals over time, as opposed to the three second cast time on there, and then boom, you get the heal. So overall, right. it's the same amount of time it goes by, but you just get the cast set instantly. That's right. Very cool. And the stone form, which is our dwarf racial ability, no longer makes you immune to poison, disease, and bleed effects for eight seconds. Instead, what it's going to do is clear those effects as soon as you cast it. So you cast it, bam, they're all gone. And the cooldown got reduced to two minutes from three minutes. So if you are... Poisons, diseased, or you know, a, a death knight is bleeding you out for some reason, whatever it is, then you can just come in there, bam, hit your stone form, and it'll clear all those effects immediately. So that, that's a nice little little buff there. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, being a rogue, the worst thing that someone can do to me is make me bleed, because there isn't anything I can do about that. Um, so if I was a dwarf rogue, yeah, I'd be loving that right now. Armor penetration rating. All classes now receive 25% more benefit from armor penetration rating. So they're kind of pushing that up there, but the good thing is they're pushing it across the board. Right, and that's just something that's going to be a stat that you're going to get with uh, some of your gear or items that you can pick up. So they're just trying to boost that up a little bit there. The damage threshold for fear, psychic scream, hex, intimidating shout, and turn evil... Uh, to break early has been significantly reduced. And this just means that it's going to be easier for uh, mobs to break fear or psychic scream or anything else if somebody else in your party does damage to them or if you yourself do damage to them uh, once they're underneath that uh, particular effect. So if I, as a warlock, uh, fear something because I want it away from me and somebody else in my party decides to you know hit them with... Uh, a dagger, I don't know, throwing knife, then that could easily break that fear effect that they have. So it's going to be something that you have really have to watch out uh, for on that. Now, mana regeneration. The amount of mana regeneration derived from intellect and spirit has been reduced by 40%. However, talents that allow for mana regeneration while in combat has been increased. 
As a result, in-combat regeneration for classes with those talents will stay the same, while out-of-combat regeneration will be lower. So it kind of sounds like the, the caster classes are going to really have to be specced for mana regeneration to kind of get that, get to kind of keep it going there, right? Yeah, it's not just to be inspect for the mana regen, but it's also managing your mana pool that you have. There are too many times that during a battle where you're going to run out of mana simply because you're spamming a key too much. So what they're trying to do is say, okay, we're going to give you a boost while you're in combat to keep you going while you're in combat. However, don't tap yourself out because as soon as you're out of combat, it's going to take you longer to regenerate that mana between between the fights. What was happening is people would be going out of mana during combat because they'd just be exhausting all their spells. Go out as soon as combat between combat they'd be running around going, Okay, give me give me ten seconds, I'll be full of mana again, we'll go get this guy. Now it's gonna be even more time between those uh, combats for your mana to regenerate. So all they're trying to do is get the class to better understand mana utilization and what they're doing instead of just spamming the keys instead of instead of, you know, hitting six 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 the entire time or whatever. Just, you know, learn how to control your mana. That's about all they're doing on there. The Shaman's Fire Elemental and Spirit Wolves, Mage's Water Elemental and Mirror Images, and the Druid's Treants have all gained avoidance from area of effect damage similar to what a Warlock and Hunter pets already have. Good. Um, all that means is their pets are going to act you know, a little better and stay out of the way of uh, area of effect stuff, um, like our my pet does as a warlock. That's a good thing. To make their pets a little smarter, you can't go wrong there. Now, we did say we we're going to kind of avoid the class ones, right, Root? Unless it's something that is significant. Oh, well, I tell you what. The Death Knight Ray's ally now has a cooldown greater than 15 minutes and can no longer be used in arenas. And, you know what? I, I really think that's great when um, one of their party members dies if they can't res them in arena. I think there's a little bit of too much of an unfair advantage. You know, that's one of the things that it just didn't need to be there in that setting. You know, if you're out doing PvP in the real world or if you're out doing PvE in the real world or you're in a raid or whatever, fine. Go for it. But if you're in an arena, then it doesn't need to be there. All the other classes get get nerfed as soon as they walk into an arena. And it really was particularly an unfair advantage for the Death Knight. And I have to wonder... Uh, with the arena results that we saw this year, uh, with the Death Knights being prevalent throughout the entire, you know, top five, if we'll see that same thing the next season that starts, you know, it's starting here pretty soon. I wonder if we'll see any Death Knights uh, in the top ten. We'll see. All right. Now, Hunters, and this kind of falls into um, my category, is what it says for ammunition. All types of gun and bow ammunition now stacks to a 1,000. All quivers and ammo pouches no longer provide haste. 15% range haste is built into the hunter's auto shot. Now, what I wanted to focus on, uh, since I'm an engineer, I kind of have to bring this back to me, by the way. I have found, since these patches came out, it is much easier to push bullets. Because, you know, I make these boxes with my engineering skills. You use the boxes, you create the bullets. So now, if it gives me... 10 charges, because that's what the box does. It gives you 10 charges that creates 200. Instead of that being 10 separate auctions for me, now that's 2. And it goes just as fast, so now you have these hunters who are buying more because they can hold more at a time. So demand is up. Um, I'm selling these a lot faster, so... And your cost is down because you can put more in a box and put them on the auction house. Exactly. So cost is down, demand is up. That's pretty good. I like that. So you're making money on that one, huh? I am. Tell you what. <laughs> That's a good thing. Speaking of making money, let's move on to professions here. Because this is where we're going to spend a, uh, a lot of good time in here. Because you can see a lot of ways it has changed, and I think for the better, uh, for the game. Starting off with Alchemist. In Alchemy, all flasks will now last one hour. Uh, to compensate that, all the recipes will provide two flasks for the same material cost. Uh, this goes back as a it's the recurring theme here. Uh, Blizzard is is focusing now more on the in game, the amount of time it's going to take someone to go through a raid, 
They're trying to get it down to about the one-hour playtime. Boom, boom, you're in. You play your rage. You, you go do what else? You got another hour to kill? Great. Go kill another hour and play, but get another another flask and do whatever you need to do. So that's a pretty good thing on there. That's true. And even next, which you know does take a while to do the whole thing, you know, a lot of um, guilds or runs will only do about um, a wing at a time, which is about an hour. Exactly. Um, so you don't need to buy these expensive two-hour flasks when you can get one for basically half the cost last you half the time. They also now stack to 20 and their vendor sell prices have been reduced. Now, when their sell prices to vendors get reduced, that means that your auction house deposits are reduced. So Blizzard now is focusing on the fact that people are going to be selling these things on the AH as well. So it's a good thing uh, for alchemists there to have them be able to stack in 20 as you put them on the AH for less less money as far as fees go. With blacksmithing, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they added a new recipe for the Titan Steel Spellblade. This is an epic one-handed caster dagger. Uh, they can get the recipe from the trainers. I've already got the mats for mine, and I'm just waiting for our blacksmith and our guild to log in to get my Titan Steel Spellblade. So this is uh, a nice epic weapon. Uh, you'll see it linked there on our website uh, at hearthcast.com if you want to go check it out. Uh, they've added some new recipes for epic gear. Um, they're rare drops from all to our bosses. Uh, the cool thing about these, though, is when they drop from the Eldar boss, they're they're tradable. They're not uh, they're they're not BOP, uh, so you can actually get them and trade them with other people. So you'll see those on the AH soon as well uh, there too. And for cooking, and you know, Rude, I am an excellent chef if I do say so myself. Um, a new recipe has been added to cooking trainers for making black jelly using several Berean man of war as ingredients. Ew. While it looks disgusting, and it stores more health and mana than the highest level food. And it is about eighteen hundred health. Wow. Um yeah, to to get one of these. And I had had a few stacks in my bank, so yeah, as soon as that patch came out, got trained, it's about five gold to learn the recipe and I cooked them. I expect and to see some of those in my mailbox soon, by the way. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> Might be all gone by then. Oh, no. Flint and tinder is no longer necessary for creating a campfire. You're just that resourceful. So, you can make a campfire out of... Nothing. ...thin air. As they took out the requirement for wood, and now they took out the requirement for flint and tinder. And that did used to be a pain to have two bag slots taken up just so you can make a campfire. Yeah, and again, you're looking at, at, at time and resources that you needed to have that campfire set up. And, you know, this is another thing that, you know, this goes back to that question about is Blizzard dumbing down the game? And again, I don't think it is. I don't think they are. I, I've, I've held that position since the start and I'm still there. I think they're just looking at things and going, did we really need that? And if we didn't, let's go back and take it out. So that's something I don't think they ever really needed. Uh, I had a, a character on, on another server, a Horton server, and he was a cook. And I was really confused the first time that I had to buy uh, the the whole Flint and Tinder thing. You know, I was like, why do I need that? You know, people are like, well, you got to make a campfire. Well, that's the stupidest thing ever. So I'm kind of glad that that's gone. Well, although to be fair, when they came out with the Gnomish Army Knife, that, for me, eliminated the Flint and Tinder. Because the Army Knife does Skinny Knife, Mining Pig, Flint and Tinder, and lots of other engineering stuff. And the way our market was flooded with it on our realm, it was going for about, you know, less than a gold. Um, so that didn't really affect me too much, so it's kind of interesting to see that. Um, there's two points about Dig Rat Stew. Grub sells them to players who have completed the quest. And there's someone in Balmodin in Southern Barrens who sells the recipe for the Alliance. Now I, before this patch, I've seen that recipe in the auction house for upwards about 3,500 gold. Wow. I don't know that it's moving at that rate. Um, but I haven't seen anything lower than that. Well, that's the case. Then I think you need to go find prospector Kazagam in uh, Balmodum in the Southern Barrens and see what he will sell that particular recipe for and go try to put it on the auction house for people who don't know that he's selling it. And who do not have handy mods that tell them these things. Hmm. Hmm. And ingredients such as spices, apples, and the like have been removed from most cooking recipes. Again, that kind of goes back to, you know, our discussion of is it dumbing down the game. 
Um, there is a there is a recipe, is an outland recipe for making the fisherman's feast. It used to be, you know, the stuff right there because it gave you plus thirty stamina and spirit. But each recipe required five apples, and I never understood that. <laughs> I need five apples every single time I'm going to make one of these things. And it's always kind of hard to like gauge the stacks um, and whatnot. And again, see, that's the thing where. And I, I'm going to sound like a broken record to the entire podcast, but the amount of time it took you to run around and, and get all the extra ingredients uh, to create some of the recipes uh, was, just a, was a time sink. And again, is it a needed thing, and does it really contribute to the overall experience uh, of, the, of the player? And, you know, I can argue, and I'm sure people will argue this point, that yes, it contributes to the realism of the game, or no, it doesn't, because i got to run around and get all this thing. And it could be argued to the cows come home, and you know, you know, speaking from a a, a purely speculative point uh, standpoint, it, it'd be neat if uh, Blizzard could op- you know have this as an option, like on the role play uh, servers. You know, if you really want to go gather your apples and, and and get all your extra spices and everything else, fine, go do it. Me, I just want to cook the darn thing, and I don't want my wood, I don't want my flint, I don't want my tinder, I don't want the campfire. I just want to get the recipe done and, and do whatever with it. You know, I want to get on with the game and go kill something and loot it. So there you go. Well, you know, and speaking of things that take a long time, players no longer need to complete the Clamlet Surprise quest to gain artesian cooking. Now, if you've never done this before, it is a pain, especially when you are at that level because you have to go to um, Tanaris to visit the guy and... For one thing, your cooking trainers will tell, will tell you, oh, go go visit this person. But he's not actually a trainer, so if you haven't met the requirements, such as being level 35 and having the appropriate cooking skill, you just kind of go to him and it gives you a dialogue box which does nothing mm. until you have the requirements to get the quest. So that, that was threw me off for a while. Once I got the quest, it required 12 giant eggs, which... Um, they're not found too often in the auction house, and they actually drop off Feralis, and that place is just, you know, other side of the world. And then you have to get, at least for Alliance, you have to get cheese from Stormwind, um, all to get the artesian cooking skill. And it was, it was just a hassle, and now, you know, new cooks don't have to do it. Um. What's well, interesting, because so I was running, I was running around, uh, uh, for Alice, I don't know what I was doing over there. I was completing some kind of a quest over there, and one of the cooks on our guild was asking, you know, if 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 I happen to come across any of those eggs, to hold on to them. And I think that the entire time I was there, two dropped, and so he was just ecstatic about that. But I guess now he won't, or anybody else won't need those. I guess they're still useful in the game at some point, but not for that particular quest or recipe. Well, I think so. you can use it for the recipe. Right. That you get it, but you don't have to have it to level up your cooking. And speaking of leveling up cooking, several Northern recipes were given greater skill up ranges to make it easier to reach 450 cooking skill. And that, again, was a pain because there was, there was a brief time in there. Seems like it's forever when basically everything is green. Mm. And you know how hard it is to level up when all you have is greens. Um, yep, so I it's do. good that they're good that they're making that a little more available. A little more available because the meat that you need to get the cooking scrub is expensive enough without having to waste it cooking these things, hoping for skill level and not getting it. Also, you no longer need to learn cooking from books. The trainers have finally done their reading and are able to teach you the same thing. And that was just a few of the different levels that you had to go to for cooking. You actually had to read this cookbook that you had to purchase from Arathi Highlands, of all places, um, and visit a vendor there to get the book. And that's something that would not surprise me if we didn't see that for uh, anything else that requires you to go get a book to level up. Um, Again, go back to the time sink and what are you going to get out of it? Is it worth your while to go do something? Uh, do a quest to get a book because you know what most of the time people are just buying a book in the auction house anyhow so they weren't taking the time to go over to a rathy basin to find somebody wherever they were 
uh, Rathy Highlands and go find them to get the book. They were just going to the auction house and buying off the auction house. So in a way, you know, Blizzard looked at that and said, you know what, let's just circumvent that because, you know, yeah, they, they kind of killed a little bit of the economy because there's people going, oh, man, I can't go do my little daily run anymore to go buy the book for four silver and sell it for four gold. But at the same time, it's a time sink for everybody else. So I think, they're, you know, again, broken record, they're looking at the end game. For enchanting, they've added a couple enchanting recipes or stays with some spell power, which is always good. Uh, those are available from uh, Vanessa Sellers and uh, Dalaran. Uh, they have greatly increased the drop rate of recipes found in pre-Lich King dungeons and raids, giving the people an opportunity to go back, get some of the things they missed to help them uh, level up their their skill. The recipes in the 250-300 skill Skill range have been rebalanced. The reagent requirements have been reduced. That's good. More more stuff to help them balance out. Now, one of the things I really like is that some of the enchants have level restrictions. What that means is the enchant is not removed from the item what's applied, but the player no longer receives the benefit until they reach the required level. So any enchants modified in this way have had their tooltips updated as well, which means, you know what, if, if I am close, this is one of the things I've hated doing, you know, I've been close uh, to leveling up a character about midway through or so and gotten an enchant on something and gone through, leveled up quicker than I thought, and now really, you know what, there's a better a better enchant available or a better drop available for me or I just replaced my my legs with, you know, a better drop than what I just got enchanted. So this is kind of nice in the fact that I can can sort of look at an enchant and go, okay, I'm getting close to leveling. Let me go ahead and get this enchant now because it'll make my my whatever my gloves better uh, for me as soon as I ding to my next level better than what I can get around here for now so I think it's a good thing allowing someone to pre-plan what they are doing although if I if I kind of interject I think what most people are getting from this particular issue is that they're saying that Blizzard is killing twinks because what people do with their level 19 29 39 they are spending tons of money on these ridiculous enchants to twink up their characters. They go in, they pwn face in PvP. Now, without looking at the specific enchants and seeing what, what has been restricted, what hasn't, um, there's a lot of people out there QQing about this, you know, saying that their twink is now dead, you know, blah, blah, blah. What to me, is, is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, it depends. Do you like going into Warsong Gulch as you're leveling up and just being smashed to death? Not at all. Either. Which is why I'm saying, is this a bad thing? I don't think so. All this is doing is balancing out the game. It's it's not... I mean, I love your point. It's very well taken, and I think it's a smart move by Blizzard to do that. Well, I, I, I'm I glad I haven't sunk any money into a twink, or else I would be upset. But for the rest of us, um, I think a lot of us are glad not to be just so completely um, owned in Battlegrounds of people who have just spent a fortune on a level 19. Now, you're an engineer. What have they done in engineering in Patch 3.1? Well, they've done a few things. Um, they added a new reticulated armor webbing, um, an enchant cloth leather mail, a plate gloves, and what it actually does is 800 armor. Nice. Now, again, like most things, pretty much everything in engineering, um, it's only for your own gear, and if you enchant it, it causes it to become soul-bound. So this only applies to engineers, but I'm pretty excited about it. 800 armor. For me, that's a lot. I mean, I'm a little leather wearer. There is also an enchant that, gra- that grants... This is Springy Arachnoid Engineering Enchant that grants passive spell power in addition to turning your cloak into a parachute. And the other parachute type effect, the, sl- the Flex Weave Underlay, which, again, is like an enchant. You put it on your cloak. And not only is it a cloak, it's a parachute, um, but it gives you agility in addition to its normal effect. Also, what I saw, which I don't see in the in the patch notes, is they added a new trinket that, in addition to its you know normal functions, it lets you put a beam of light in a location, very similar to the Elder's Moonstone. Yeah, I've never seen the whole purpose of that. Okay, if you're dressed up and you're dancing, you need a spotlight. Okay, um, sure. Of course, you know, my perspective of the game is I play with all the fun little things. You know, I like to get in the middle of cities and, you know, draw a crowd if I can. So the spotlights, you know, they're they're just fun. They're there. 
Um, they're normally only available at the Lunar Festival, but having an actual trinket that has a three-minute cooldown, you can do it every three minutes. I think that's pretty cool. Do you disagree? I don't disagree. I just, you know, when I'm in the city, I'm all business. I'm, I'm there to make money. And I kind of run around to people who are dancing in spotlights and kind of go, okay. That's true. I'll tell you one time that I did use it as a functionality was I was in a raid. 40-man raid. We were all kind of standing around. Someone asked for my scrap bot. So I put it down, and lo and behold, no one can find it. Because oh. it's running around. So you split the spotlight. Spot. That Okay, you know what? Answer the question is answered. Now I see the purpose of that to highlight where your scrap bot is. All right. Well, I'm glad I could uh, convince you to my side there. And first aid. You no longer need to complete the triage quest to obtain the artisan first aid. Instead, you can just learn the skill from the trainers in capital cities. And that was one of my favorite little quests to do. And I know a lot of people QQ'd over this one because they found it too difficult just because they weren't standing in the right spot or didn't have a high enough resolution on their monitor to see what was going on. Oh, is that the difference? More than likely. If you just stand back and uh, have a wide enough resolution, you can see all the patients around you. It was just a very simple uh, point and click and right click and do it. You just, you just had to find the spot where you could hit all the patients from the same time. Um but a lot of people did complain about that quest. That it was too difficult. They failed it, failed it, failed it. It took them forever. I hit it on the first time. Didn't know anybody was talking about. But um, I enjoyed it. It was a nice quest. But again, time sink. And it's, you know, did you really learn a lot by uh, right-clicking and, and, you know, applying a bandage to somebody? Probably not. Uh, you no longer need to learn the first aid from books. The trainers have finally done their reading and are able to teach you the same thing. I'm guessing the trainers all went to a convention in sunny Orlando and said, you know what, instead of sending all these people who come to us a way to get a book that they can just get on the auction house, let's go ahead and learn this stuff ourselves and teach them. So when you look at it, again, time sink gone, learn new skill good, and Blizzard did the right thing on both. As much as I will miss the triage quest, it really was uh, a waste of time. So I'm glad that they're doing this. Now, moving on to fishing. A new and very rare special mount can now be caught from Northrend Fishing Pools, mm. which is, of course, a turtle. And I'm going to have that turtle before you did, just like I had uh, old iron job before you did. New fishing dailies are now offered from Marsha Chase in Dalaran City. Now this, my favorite thing about the new patch. Because you know, Rue, I mean, I'll say it again, I love the little trivia thing. But um, what, sh what you do, you know, should give you a quest to go fish um, either, you know, somewhere in Dalaran or somewhere in Northrend. And when you turn back in the quest, she gives you a bag of fishing treasures, which can include any sorts of things. And just from doing about three or four different dailies, um, I have gotten a... A new age painting by her, which is actually sell to vendor for 25 gold. Um, it drops something that gave me a quest to turn in, also in the sewers, which was another 13 gold just for, you know, walking across the city. Um, it also gave me, another day, a leopard print hat. Ooh. And I was very excited by the hat because it had no level requirement, was not bind on equip. So I can pass my little hat around to all my different characters. Nice. Yeah, I was very excited. Um, so if you have your fishing level up to that, I think it's well worth the time. Now, players are no longer required to do the Nat Pagel Angler Extreme quest to gain the artesian fishing. So again, you know, if you've already done this, you can say, hey, when I was your age, or <laughs> hey, back in my day, I back had to go learn fishing day. from a drunk guy off an island in Theramore. We had to walk uphill both ways. Um, now, if you have completed the quest, it says you can visit him to get a special superior quality fishing pole instead. Um, and you can visit him in Duswell Marsh to get your fishing pole. Um, furthermore, fishing, the time needed to catch fish has been reduced, which is nice. Now, yes. I remember when it was 30 seconds, and it went down from 30 seconds to 20 seconds. And I thought that was just great, and now it's been even reduced even more. 
Um, so it's a little less annoying to do it, and you get a little more um, pulls from your lure there. Um, you can fish anywhere regardless of skill. And we did talk about that um, in our earlier podcast. And since the patch came out, I've seen a lot of people fishing in the Dollaran Fountain because it's just a very convenient place just to sit there and fish. You know, if it's a brand new skill for you, the trainer's right there. You know, you can get trained, get a pole, fish in the fountain while you're waiting for winter grass to pop or you're ready to finish getting together. Right, um, and, and really when you're leveling up your fishing, you're going to catch a lot of potentially worthless things for you. Uh, a lot of the fish are just, you know, they settle the vendor for a couple of silver, if that, or, cop- or copper. And so really I know that one of the things they're saying is that um, you have the potential for fishing uh, gains in your skill, but you're likely to catch worthless drunk in areas that are too difficult for your skill. And that, to me, is beautiful. Uh, because you, like you said, we talked about this in previous podcasts, where if I have a fishing rod and I go down and I can catch, you know, trash fish somewhere down in the corner by my house in a lake, it's not going to mean that I can go fish off of a beach or a pier or something else where the fishing is different and I haven't, and I don't know how to do that myself. So I think this really adds to the game. Although there is a little question about, you know, being able to fish from a, a fountain. Um, but, you know, hey. Well, I mean, most of the time when you, when you get the actual, quote, fish, it's coins. And actually that when I got my achievement for fishing a thousand fish, I had just gotten a coin. Um, so okay. it's kind of different. I think there it's cool. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. And again, that's where you look at. Most of the time when people are fishing, they're waiting for something to happen. They're waiting for a boat to arrive, waiting for a party member to get together, waiting for a raid to start or an instance to start. They're always waiting. I don't think I've ever really seen somebody log in and go, oh, I want to go fish. You know, Unless they're trying to level up to fish or they're going to the, to, to, the, to the competition or something. I haven't really seen someone run around and say, I'm just here to fish. No, I can't. And I even me, I can't do it for more than 10 minutes at a time. I'll... You know, get my lure and I'll fish for the duration of that buff. But after that, I'm kind of done. Ready to move on to the next thing. Cool. Um, you can now fish in winter grass. And it says the fishing is good. And it is. You can fish up all different ki- kinds of fish. And if you happen to get a clam, it gives you about five pieces of clam meat. And uh, also, the trainers, sorry. the fishing trainers went along with the other trainers to this the convention in sunny Orlando. And so you don't have to learn from books anymore. They did. They finally know what they're talking about. About time. Especially that old guy in Booty Bay. I guess he um, put on his reading glasses and read his book. The gathering skills you can no longer fail at when you're mining or gathering herbs or skinning, uh, which I thought was a little bit of a, of a sad thing to go away because I rather enjoyed the fact that you could fail at those if it was something you were out of your or your realm and your element. In. But you know what? You're going to do it or you're not going to do it now, and that's still okay because, again, Time sink, gone, time saving, good. So, you know, they're moving on to the uh, the better for everybody. Uh, with herbalism, you can no longer track glow caps uh, with your herbalism skill. Um, so, I think that's a good thing because those were you know, used for some other different quests. And it was one of those things where, you know, if I'm trying to find the glow caps and I go and I look on, you know, Wowhead or some other website for a tip on how to get said glow caps. And you have all the herbalists going, oh, it just shows up on your map. Well, no, it doesn't. Not for me. But I won't for them either. So, yeah. So you're happy about it because it makes it harder for herbalism to find what's hard for you. Yes. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You get more stuff from Northern, of course. The herbs now yield more herbs on average. So when you go out there, you're, you're getting your herbs, you'll get more when you're in Northern. So that's a good thing. And, of course, the time it takes, just like in fishing, the time it takes to gather those herbs has also been reduced. All right, and moving on to inscription. Now, if you have logged on at all and been in Trade Channel, you will have seen some people advertising for some new glyph recipes because there are about 50 new ones. Um, And the way that inscription skip these is by getting the Books of Glyph Mastery. And you read the book, and it randomly discovers one of the newly added recipes. Mm-hmm. So the books are going for for a lot of money. Um, the glyphs are going for a lot of money, too. Another inscription note, which I thought was kind of interesting, it says, Players will now learn three recipes the very first time they perform northern inscription research. 
This does not apply to players who have already discovered recipes in Northern Inscription Research. In parentheses, it says, sorry. And the more that I'm looking at that, the more that's, like, cracking me up. <laughs> because out of all the things that their patch notes have, you know, upset people of, like, maybe people storm the forums and whatever, that hate blizzard, blah, blah, blah. This is the first time I've ever seen any sort of thing like that, sorry, in the patch notes. That's just kind of cracking me up. Um, well, it just gets, you know... A lot of people who have already done that are thinking, okay, I can go back and get three, you know, or two more recipes or whatever it is, and too late. You've already done it. We're moving on. So I think that's a good thing because the mechanism in and of itself to program that I think would be far longer than the the actual, you know, the benefit versus time. So the time it would take to program that does not exceed the benefit that it would – or does exceed, rather, the benefit that it would give. So you look at time versus benefit. Benefit isn't enough, time be too much, skip it, move on, sorry. With jewel crafting, you can now cut black diamonds as opposed to just having them. Uh, you have a new recipe in there for Shifting Twilight Opal to the daily jewel crafting vendor. And they've added some recipes for superior quality PvP rings and necklaces to the Northern Jewel Crafting Trainers. So you can go there and get some training for your superior quality PvP rings and necklaces. So that's a good thing. Uh, money time ching ching for the jewel crafters. That's a good thing. And leatherworking says it added a recipe for combining Borean leather scraps into Borean leather. And you can still use Borean scraps from your inventory to combine them. Now, if you remember on this one, you can do this anyhow. If you've gathered your uh, Borean leather scraps, every five of those will turn into one uh, Borean leather. Um, so I'm guessing that with leatherworking, there's something a little different about that, uh, because that that little feature has been available for five to one, and it's saying you can still use it from inventory to combine them. So there's something else going on with that. I'm not a leatherworker. Love to hear from my leatherworker on that one because that's something to me that's like already in there. Well, I was a leatherworker um, before I switched engineering, and you know. Not hide is to Outland as Berean is to Northrend, and with not hide scraps, you had to be a leather worker to turn those scraps into leather. Right. Um. So is it saying that you it's going to be the same thing that only leather worker can told, can turn the scraps into leather now? I don't know. I haven't been in long enough to do that, but I will check that. But it doesn't say it has removed it, and it says you can still use Berean scraps from inventory to combine them. So we'll have to find out on that one. Uh, they did add some leather uh, working recipes for epic gear that are are rare drops from Alduar bosses. And again, these are just like the other ones. They are recipes. They are not soul bound. They're not bound on equip. They're not bound on pickup. So you can actually get those and trade those. And so you can actually find them in the auction house or other people from your uh, guild. Uh, so ask your guildies if they've got any good drops. All right. Now with mining, the Northrend deposits now despawn one minute after mining them and the change is made to speed up respawning when nodes are partially looted i don't really know why you'd partially loot a node other than if your bag was full uh, it's either that or your bag is full or you're getting things that um you may not need or or want uh, i believe there are also some quests and i'm not sure if they're northern or not but there's some quests that actually have items in the uh, mining nodes that they'll be there, and you'll quest and move on. Also, some people don't pick up the, the pieces of rock or anything else in there. Um, it's a good thing because in Northern, when people are on their little mining farming runs, it can get quite um, brutal uh, with PvP fights erupting over a node. So having them despawn after a minute just means there's going to be some more of those up later on for, for everybody else to get. So I think it's a good thing. Now, with tailoring, again, they added new recipes for epic gear found on Ulduar bosses. Um, they're unbound, can be traded. They also added some recipes for superior quality PvP cloaks to Northrend tailoring trainers. So we'll be seeing some PvP, some more PvP cloaks in the auction house. I'm moving on some changes in quests that they made. Uh, the fight event for the uh, Grimoire business. That's uh, a quest and the... Uh, Vimgol Circle and Blades Edge Mountain. And that only requires one character to stand within a fire circle to summon uh, the uh, Vimgol the Vile. However, it still takes five characters, one in each of the circles, uh, in order to interrupt his unholy growth cast. 
Um, this just makes it easier to start the fight with him, basically. You only have one person that's required to summon him. You don't have everybody standing around in the file circles and then run in and start attacking him. They can actually be posed and poised and ready to attack and start that off. So, you know, it was a minor nuisance, so I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that away, but it's not that, to me, big of a deal. And horror characters may now obtain the quest Cluck from Chickens. And I did do a short cast on this um, a little while back on obtaining your Westfall chicken from Westfall. It says, while Farmer Seldian won't be selling special chicken feed to the Horde, perhaps Westfall, William Seldian, and Brill might. Hint, 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 hint. And I did do a short cast about this um, a little while ago. It's a very easy quest to do to get yourself a little pet. And if you have not been able to take advantage of this before because you're a horde, now you can go to Brill, pick up some chicken feed, and then meander over, or I should say sneak over to Westfall, um, and talk to some chickens. Yeah, I want to see a whole lot of ganking going on in this one. I'm sure there are alliance players just hanging out, waiting for the horde guys to come over there to get their chickens. So there's going to be a whole lot of ganking on PvP servers going on. PvE, not so much, but PvP, oh yeah. Well, when is there not? This is true. New dungeon maps have been added for all Wrath of Lich King dungeons. This is good. Maps are always good. good. Maps are good. An Iron Attorney, uh, Malagos will now properly delay before breathing after a vortex on heroic difficulty. Meh, okay. <laughs> uh, in VOA, now this one's actually kind of an important piece. Um, yes. Archivon and Emelon and their allies will now banish themselves 10 minutes prior to the beginning of a Lake Wintergrass battle. A warning will be given 15 minutes prior to the start of Wintergrass. Uh, they will not banish themselves, however, if they are in combat. Now, this is important because you don't want to get stuck there. Um, you don't want to get ported out of there because you're no longer in control. It's something that, you know, it gives players a little bit of a warning, a little bit of a heads up. Most of the time, though... Most players are done with VOA right after uh, they've won Wintergrass. It's something they just run in, they do 25-man followed by 10-man, and then they're done. Um, so while this is a good thing for people who are, are stragglers to come onto the realm and go, oh, wow, we have Wintergrass, how long we had it, how, how long till till it resets, let me go grab VOA real quick. This will help them out in that situation. But most of the people that I see, however, uh, in VOA have done it you know, directly after the, the, the victory in Wintergrass. Well, yeah, and I do, I do think it's important to know because, I mean, I, I'm i one of those people who is a procrastinator, and I've been in those groups where, you know, you have seven people and trying to get a group together, and it just kind of, the time is ticking by. But just to know that if you don't engage him in battle ten minutes before it ends, or before it starts, um, then you just have to wait. Um, so it is something very important to make note of. Right now, they've done a bunch of changes for the user interface. Um, a lot of things are made prettier or taking advantage of higher-end graphic cards that are out there now. There is a colorblind option. Uh, there's uh, the shadow quality has been uh, higher details. Um, but one of the things that I've kind of been starting to mess with is a new feature that you have to turn this on in your interface options, um, and that is the the talent allocation point system. So you're going through, you're picking your talents out, and if you mess up, it's not like, oh, I just wasted that point. I didn't mean to put it there. This gives you a thing. You don't want it? Get rid of it. You know, you can reset them. You can start all over. And until you actually click apply and then actually click, up, yes, I want to do this, you're not spending your talent points. So I think this is actually a good thing because I, for one, multiple times have misclicked and spent a talent point where I did not mean to spend a talent point. Oh, so you have to turn it on first. Yeah, it's in the interface options, so just hit escape, okay. interface options, and it's under there. Uh, so well, it's not something that is immediately given to a user. So it's it's something that, uh, like I remember you were the other day were saying uh, that, yeah, you didn't see the thing, and you weren't yeah, sure that it actually... Yeah, missed that memo. <laughs> yeah, you tell me you weren't even sure if it made it in. I'm like, well, it's there. I've used it. So, yeah, it's in the interface option. Uh, you have to turn it on in order to use it. And a lot of things are like that. Especially in this entire, you know, the user interface, the changes they've made to the graphics, the high-end graphics, the shadow detail, all of these things need to be addressed in your user interface options. So spend some time poking around through there to see what they've done and see what they've changed on there. Um, we talked about before where players can now return items purchased with an alternate currency back 
to the original vendor within two hours of the purchase for the original cost of the item. Uh, the stackable items like frozen orbs and gems and charged items that you've used before uh, that can be purchased with the alternate currency are not eligible. And we talked about it, we talked about that before in a previous podcast where this is a good thing. Um, if you've gotten something that you've your weapon or whatever and now you've gotten a better drop within two hours, run back, get your money back. Uh, as long as it's something that you haven't utilized, um, you can still get your money back for it. Any kind of gold purchases over 150 gold now have a confirmation box just to make sure that's something you really want to do. So that's a good thing for those people who are quick clickers like I have been in the past. It gives us a chance to make sure we want to spend anything over 150 gold. Now, they've also added a tracking window for quests and achievement tracking. Um, they've kind of combined it into an objectives tracking window. Um, and you can turn that on in the objection, objectives options panel, which I think is really great because they kind of let you track your achievements before, but it, I didn't think it was um, – it wasn't very user-friendly, I didn't think. And I agree with that. And they're starting to really come back and and push achievements. Uh, where before achievements, and it still kind of is just a little added bonus, if you will, to the game. Because you can do things and get achievements for those. And yeah, it's nice to get those. But if you look in the armory, they're completely redesigned the armory to have those achievements, that, that whole system right up front. So I do like the fact that they are combining... Uh, those the tracking abilities with that and letting you know where you stand in the achievement realm because uh, there are some people who play the game who are addicted to hey if it says one out of ten I need to have ten out of ten there I need that progress bar to go from left to right I need to fill it up I need to fill every container I've got there are some people who live for that in the game and so giving this to them is a wonderful thing uh, to help them continue to gain the uh, uh, achievements that they need to gain the calendar now supports a guild-wide sign-up sheet, allowing the event organizer to invite his or her entire guild. Uh, this is a great thing for guild masters or anybody who is actually setting up an event to just send out a mass invite to the entire guild, see if they're all going to be there. Wonderful thing for planning your uh, in-game raids or just an event that you do. And if you all want to get together and have level one gnomes run naked through Iron Forge, whatever you're doing, <laughs> you can organize it through the entire guild using the calendar option. So this is good. Exactly. Instead of limiting it to limiting it to a hundred people and giving you that error message there. Um, new elite mob frames have been added for V keyframes, and I kind of noticed that when you're hovered over elite thing. It also has a little silver dragon above the little health bar that shows above their head. Your class roles, like if you're doing damage or tanking or healing, have been added to the looking for group feature. So if you're looking for a group, you can actually look for the roles that you want to fill. Class roles will be displayed when sorting through looking for more sections. So if we need a tank, you don't have to sit here and look for everybody else in the group who are in the LFG channel. You want to look for a tank, you look for a tank. So that's actually, I like that. That's a really good thing. Players now, when they first enter a dungeon, will result in a raid ID lockout timer. And so everyone will be warned when they are going to be saved to the instance. So at this point, you'll have an option, if you do not want to be saved to the instance, to port to the nearest graveyard before that happens. Oh, I like that idea. That's really good. It gives you that option to say, no thanks. So that's good. The mini-map has been optimized. I saw this the other day. It's been optimized for better performance. It uh, has displays of vehicles, class colors, and off-map pings. Uh, they're getting a lot more serious with that mini-map, so it looks a lot nicer and it's more reliable to do things for us. Items. In items, this is one of my favorite, most favorite things. In fact, uh, I was talking to a couple guys last night about this, and it is a great thing. Badges and emblems looted off any dungeon boss by a member of the party or raid will automatically be given to all eligible party or raid members. Party or raid members must still be inside the instance to receive badges or emblems. You know, the first time I ran a heroic instance, I was noobed out and went through the whole thing, didn't loot the boss, or, you know, didn't loot, didn't get any badges, did got squat, didn't even uh, think about it. it. It was a noob moment. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, nobody told me type thing, and I had no excuse. I just, I didn't think about doing it. I didn't know where people were. I was like, oh, I don't know what they're doing. However, you know, and, and I guarantee you I'm not the only one who is, who's ever done that. I can guarantee well, you that. So. 
Well, you know, I better not be. <laughs> if you've done it, email me, make me feel better. Um, no, but seriously, it's something that now, again, it's not just the forgetting thing because you're a noob, but it's the amount of time it takes for everybody to go over there and wait because I don't know how many times I've been over there. Well, this item is busy. This item busy, is busy. Exactly. It's like, oh, come on, people. So now one person does it, boom, everybody gets it, move on to the next, the next mob. So I think that is really, really good. And clams, uh, we all, we already talked about them being fished up from winter grass, meaning five times clam meat. And the loot from clams now stacks correctly, which makes me happy because they fixed it so that each individual um, clam wasn't taking up its own bag space anymore. But every time you looted, the meat did. Mm. So you had to go back in there kind of manually, like kind of stack clam meat. Um, it was a little bit annoying. And clam meat is now a hundred percent more succulent. As if it wasn't already. Um, the hearth is now a thirty-minute cooldown versus a sixty-minute cooldown. Oh, I am loving that. So yeah, this is something. Again, how much time you're going to spend in the game? Where do you need to go? Um, if you need to run across to the other side of the world, go hearth back half hour later. Sometimes it takes a half hour just to get a group together. So this is a good thing because now I'm going to be inside of a raid or an instance or whatever I'm doing. And if it only takes 45 minutes to do and I just hearth to, to get there or to get back to Dalaran to take a portal or whatever the case might be, if I've burned my heart within that amount of time and now I'm stuck at the end of that instance, and we don't have a mage. I can't get ported out. I got to run all the way. That's just a huge time waste. Um, so, yeah, you know what? 45 minutes, my cooldown is done. I'm going to hearth on out. Uh, there is still a place for mages and their portals in the game. Uh, a lot of people I thought were going to be QQing about that, going, you know what? My role was to port people out at the end of the raid. Uh, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, there's still places for, for the uh, the mage to get their ports off on. So there are still people who want to port from, you know, XR to um, Dalaran or even XR to Stormwind. I see plenty of people asking for ports, so that's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, so it'll still be, it'll be, still be good. A lot of, uh, of items had their sounds modified, so people who were really nitpicky about what sound something made, it now sounds the way it's supposed to sound, so I'm sure a lot of people will be, you know, you know happy about that. Right, and the white tickbird hatchling is now classified as a pet. Um, which, if you are revered or higher with oracles and you're getting these eggs to the point where you're getting these white these hatchlings, um, you can actually they're actually be posted on the auction house where they're supposed to be, so people who are looking for pets will find your item. Okay, now under bug fixes, it says leaving a group while in an instance will now port you to the nearest graveyard rather than your hearthstone location. Now it's interesting that they're putting this as a bug fix, but yet it happens to come at the same time that they are get, getting rid of quote ghetto hearthing because this was another means to do so. You can get yourself in a raid, go into a raid, um, leave the group, and then it'll automatically port you back and I've, I've done that before as have I I've done that same thing and let somebody know that's what I was going to do as well and I said no problem come on in let's do it And uh, but yeah it's a good thing because in reality take you to the graveyard now are you going to gain something by getting to that graveyard more than likely yeah you're not going to get you know where you wanted to go but you're going to might be closer uh, to where you wanted to go so yeah there might be still some benefit to that but not you know not the ghetto hard thing anymore. Blizzard is taking a firm stance on that. And, you know, like I said before, good thing. Now, what do you think overall, Freckleface? What's your overall impression of the patch notes? Not just the ones we discussed, but overall, the patch notes that you've read. What's your overall impression? What do you think What do you think Blizzard is aiming for? What do you think they're going with which, with uh, patch 3.1? Well, what I think, in the, what I think they're going for is... Um kind of pushing toward that new content and just kind of adding adding enjoyment on all different levels of um, playing because they added a super high in raid so there's people who are into that um, there's they balance out a little PvP a little much so that helps out people who are into that um, professions you know enhance that also enhance stuff that um, helps you when you're leveling up so I think in general it's just kind of giving everyone kind of more what they're interested in. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's pretty balanced. 
Um, what was your opinion on it? My whole thing that I got from it is on the overall, uh, I think Blizzard, number one, is focusing more, like you said, on in-game, which is fine. They are getting the classes and the players to the in-game faster. They're going through and taking away a lot of the time sinks that used to be in the game uh, to make you know leveling easier, both on your character and your skill sets. They're being more respectful about the player's time. Uh, to enjoy the game for what it is, as opposed to the mundane grind that it can be. Now, the grind is still going to be there. The grind is always going to be there. You're still going to have to grind out your levels. That's that's not going to go away, I don't think. But some of the mundane tasks that you had that that coincided with your grind are are going away. Uh, so I think they're really focusing not just on the game itself, on the in-game itself, but on the amount of time, in quality time rather, that the player spends inside the game. So they're really respecting that, and, and hats off to them for that. I think it's a very, very good thing. And, you know, it's definitely given me a lot of content, um, some extra daily. So I'm, I've been pretty pumped about going in there every day and um, discovering the new stuff. Well, we thank you for tuning in to this special episode of uh, HearthCast. As always, you can find us located over at www.hearthcast.com. Our podcast is up there. Also, our podcast can be found on iTunes. You can call our ACN HearthCast hotline at 321-558-7637. Leave us a voicemail there. Any questions, comments, or shout-outs you'd like to do. You can also email us. Our email address is contribute at hearthcast.com. Or you can use the submission form, which is on our website. That website, again, www.hearthcast.com. Com. And we have been your hosts today with Freckle Face and Root here at HearthCast.com. 